Ladies, at Essentia Health, you're not just a patient. You're a partner in your healthcare journey. We'll get to the heart of your health questions, even the ones you're embarrassed to ask. We'll find solutions to fit your unique needs and lifestyle, because here, we're in it together. Feel confident in your care and in yourself. Schedule a women's health appointment with an Essentia Health provider today. Click the banner to learn more. The advice and opinions expressed by the hosts of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning and welcome to Autism Live. Sorry, we're a little bit late this morning because we've had every technical difficulty under the sun, but we have the fabulous Traven Hardy. And so hopefully we have taken care of those. I'm saying good morning to Laurie and uh, we are clarifying. uh, Thank you, Nava, for writing in and telling us that it's uh, that the program that we're going to be talking about today is the dating spectrum, not dating on the spectrum. But we're going to be talking a little bit about dating on the spectrum while we're going to be talking about a very specific program that's called the dating spectrum. So just wanted to clarify that. And good morning to our journey, Cameron's new life. So thrilled that all of you are here with us. And uh, we have wonderful guests that are going to be joining us this morning. We've got the fabulous Tom Island, who is from the come to life coaching.com program. Uh, And he's going to be joining us in just a little while. Plus Chris Assad is going to be with us and I'm probably butchering her name. It's funny how you can know somebody for a million years and still butcher their name. It's embarrassing, but she'll correct me and we'll we'll move on from there. But um, she's an amazing LMFT who works at the Ed Asner Family Center and is you know, at the head of providing a lot of counseling services. So they're going to be talking about their new program, The Dating Spectrum, but we're going to be talking about dating on the spectrum in general and self-esteem on the spectrum and a lot of other different things. We've got a lot of ground to cover this morning. And we, as I said, we started a little bit late. So let me start by saying that we're live right now. Today is Wednesday. It is September 14th, 2022. I'm excited to be with you for a lot of different reasons, all of which we'll talk about later, but we are live right now on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and about a dozen other places, and Traven will start to show some of those to you in just a moment. We're, we're doing the show a little different. It's this very interesting thing. You know, when COVID hit, I'm very proud of the fact that I was just explaining this to somebody the other night. I said, you know, we continued doing shows all through COVID for those of you who are watching and we did more shows. And they said, wow, that's amazing. And you did it without the studio. And I said, you know, we started, Traven and I started playing the month before. I was, I sort of had my eye on Italy and was like, okay, if, it, if we were in Italy, how would we do this? Because it might be coming here, right? It wasn't that I was psychic. I'm not psychic. Um, but I saw that stuff was happening in Italy and, you know, it could happen here. So we started playing and going home and, and trying, you know, doing little test runs from home. So we were on uh, live from home before Jimmy Kimmel was. And I'm, I, I continue to be very proud of that. But, you know, as everybody has come back and been in the studio, we're like the last because, you know, we had to relocate and it takes time. Um, but what 
what I didn't realize, and I think is really hard, is that it's still we're still trying to run a hybrid, and technology changed. So sometimes we have people in the studio, and sometimes we have people remote. So it's a whole thing, you guys. It's a whole thing. So we're doing. We're, I'm in the studio right now. I'm just in a different portion of the studio right now because one of our guests needed to be virtual. So then we all have to be virtual today. So uh, until we get to a place when that isn't the case. So that's why I keep moving around, and I'm in different places because we're doing hybrids right now of, of being in the studio and not in the studio and semi in the studio and all in the studio. Uh, cause it's its own thing. And, uh, it's very exciting and I'm thrilled that we have our guest today, but if you're wondering why are we playing musical chairs, that is why, because <laughs> it's the hybrid thing. So I definitely want to say that Traven's been showing you some of the different places where you can watch the show. The chat is open right now, as you heard me talking to Laurie and to uh, our journey, Cameron's new life, and to Nava. Nava, we're wishing you well this morning and hoping that everybody's good there. And uh, we're hoping everybody everywhere is good, right? But sending special love to Nava. And uh, I also want to say, I want to take a brief second here. Um, we talked about this yesterday, that this is us starting our 12th year of doing this, that we've been doing this for 12 years full time. And I got a message this morning that one of our viewers from the very beginning, the amazing Amy Hebel, um, who, you know, when I was doing this in a studio by myself and not knowing if anybody was watching, Amy was one of the first people who was watching. And she, I never got to meet Amy, um, but I felt like we were sisters in it together. And she would write to me about what was going on with her and her daughter and her struggle in a remote place to get services for her daughter. And, you know, I, I always say to you guys, I can't, I can't always move mountains. Sometimes I can tell you about resources and sometimes there aren't resources where you are. And I watched Amy be so brave and find resources for her daughter. I'm welling up um, when there weren't any resources. And I saw her claim her seat and say, I'm going to be a warrior mom and I'm going to work this for her. And I love Facebook because as some of you will friend me on Facebook. And I'm sure uh, every once in a while when I write to somebody and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I just figured it was somebody else doing this for you. I don't have anybody else running my social media. Traven and I run Autism Live Media and nobody runs my personal um, uh, Facebook stuff. I, I, it's not, it's a, like a regular Facebook page. You can friend me there. And the thing is, is I get attached to you guys and you become part of my life. And Amy became a part of my life. And we didn't talk on a regular basis, but every once in a while we would. And I would celebrate for her when her daughter went to prom. And I, you know, I could watch all those things as we do on Facebook and see people's lives unfold. And of course, I, I cried with her when she was diagnosed with cancer. And um, I had seen recently that things were not going well. And this morning, her husband let us all know that she had passed. So I'm thinking about Amy this morning and thinking about what it is to be a warrior mom and thinking about how hard she fought for her daughter and what a brave woman she was and how I considered her a friend. And I want to say this to all of you, that I know that on this journey, sometimes it feels like you are alone, but you are not. There are always other people. Even if it wasn't a day when I talked to Amy, there was always a part of my brain that was pulling for her and all the things that she was doing. Nobody is alone in this. And the lives that you guys lead, sometimes their lives, I'm sorry, I'm very emotional about this, but 
I want you to know that there are people that you don't even know that you're in their arms and that um, I will always carry a piece of Amy in my heart as one of those amazing moms who gets it done. And I, I am thrilled for her for all the things that she was able to accomplish. I know that she didn't want to go. Um, but I hope that she went in peace and I hope that the community embraces her husband and her daughter, um, through this very difficult time because what a life force and, and what an amazing, uh, person she was. So I just needed to say that. And if you're watching the show, there's so many of you and I, 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 I always want to know all of you and know your names and know your kids' names. And I, I'm getting old and I don't remember people's names. And I think sometimes people get offended by that, but I want you to know that I still have love for all of you. And you do become people that have an impact on my life. You, when you write in, you know, for those of you who've written in this morning, you are people, you're part of my family. So we, we appreciate you being here. And I want you to know, I appreciate you being here and that we all get through this together. Right. Si se puede. Anyway, I didn't mean to get sloppy messy, but I wanted to remember Amy this morning um, and remember her spirit every day. So there we go. All right. I'll try to mop down here and because uh, we've got a great show and we're talking about a topic that I think is very upbeat um, and about about people on the spectrum having the opportunity to have every opportunity every chance to do all the things in life. And one of those is to be in relationships, albeit complicated relationships sometimes, right? But if we all have the right to that, then I think it's a better place. And of course, of course, individuals on the spectrum have that right. You know, I didn't give the disclaimer, but we what we're here about here on Autism Live and all of the programs on the Autism Network is providing information and inspiration. That really is our mission and our guiding light always in all of the things that we do. And we always tell you that that is for that larger autism community, which of course, of course, starts with individuals who are on the spectrum themselves, right? And we're finding more and more ways to have their voice be elevated elevated and magnified here on this network. If you haven't watched stories from the spectrum yet, you're missing it. More and more of you are finding it. Um, cause it's good. It's really good. <laughs> and, uh, because it's all uh, to people using their own voices to tell their own stories and the way they tell them. And I could just sit and watch that all day long. That's better than butter pecan ice cream to me. Um, but, um, we also include in our community, of course, all that larger, group of people that are all the people who love individuals on the spectrum. That's the parents and the the brothers and the sisters and the boyfriends and the girlfriends and the teachers and all the people who care deeply about people who are on the autism spectrum. I hope that in our lifetime, that will become the entire world. If the entire world consisted of people who were on the spectrum and people who loved people on the spectrum, ah, what a lovely place we could get to, right? Uh, I I expect that that will be the world, uh, and we we make that happen one thing at a time. So uh, anyway, I'm sending big hugs to all of you. Thank you for uh, you know allowing me to have my emotional moment and have my big cry, and sending hugs back to all of you. You are part of my family. So uh, in any case, uh, so we're our we're, our mission is. Uh, to include that entire community. So uh, anyway, 
let's let's move on. We haven't done jargon of the day in a really long time. And before we get to our guests, I want to make sure that we have some time to do that because it's really, really super important that we understand when people are talking about things, what are they talking about? Why are they talking about? Why would it be important to us? And sometimes the jargon can sink our books. So let's go ahead. Let's do the jargon of the day, if you will, Traven. Uh, I love today's term, but it can be a sticky wicket. People can use this against you, right? Um, but self-regulation, what does it mean? Why is it important? What is it that we're really talking about? You know, if you watch the show, we this is a really important thing to me, the jargon of the day, because you could be with the best experts in the world, but if you can't understand what they're saying... How useful is it to you, right? It's not. And when I was first running around trying to get services for my son, I, I didn't understand what they were talking about. And, and I was like, where can you look it up? And, it, and I was talking about taking a college class. Well, who had time for that while I'm doing early intervention for my son? So I always said if I, originally I wanted to do a magazine. I wanted to create a magazine and then somebody said, oh, do a radio show. And then we started doing this. Uh, but one of the first things, the first day when I came in, I said, the first segment we're going to do is jargon of the day, where we give the actual definition and make fun of it. And then we're going to give you the working definition because heaven knows we need it, right? So let's take a look at what our actual definition for self-regulation is. I don't even know. It's probably a hot mess. Oh, here we go. The control of one's behavior through the use of self-monitoring, keeping a record of behavior, self-evaluation, assessing the information obtained during self-monitoring, and self-reinforcement, rewarding oneself for appropriate behavior on or for attaining a goal. Self-regulation processes are stressed in behavior therapy. And that was directly from the APA Dictionary of Psychology. Well, la-di-da. You know, it's not the worst of definitions. It really isn't because it kind of breaks it down into things that you could go, oh, do I do that? Do I not do that? Right. But it's a little stuffy. It's got a little bit of a stick up. It's, you know what? Uh, So, uh, but, you know, kind of interesting that it's got these three elements to it. I I don't want to flush it down the toilet, but if I'm having trouble with self-regulation, then this definition is not going to help me, right? Let's see if our working definition gives us, gets us any closer to uh, where we want to be. Well, it breaks it down for us a little bit more. Noticing that what you're feeling and wanting and understand understanding what you're feeling and wanting and having the ability and tools to change what you're feeling uh, successfully, setting goals to get what you want. Additionally, being able to reward yourself for appropriate behaviors. That breaks it all down. The self-monitoring is that self-assessment, self-recording, kind of checking in with yourself, right? Um, Sorry, guys, it just keeps popping up on my screen. Uh, Self-instruction. This is like, you know, how you talk to yourself. We talked about this a little bit yesterday with Dr. Grampichet that I said that since we moved to masks and I started going out of the house and I still am wearing a mask, you guys, everywhere I go. If I go to the store, if I'm around other people other than in the studio, I've got a mask on. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. It's okay for me. Um, You know, I'll be crazy for you. I, I like the mask. But I also am talking in the mask and saying my inner monologue in the mask. And that's a little twisted and that has to stop. But it's interesting because as I'm speaking, Speaking my inner monologue, I'm realizing how much of it is really negative and that I need to be working on. And, um, you know, it, it, it's like the recordings that you play in your head where you say, well, you know, that was stupid. Why did you do that? And, and if we could 
I, I always like to say, if I was talking to a 16 year old girl who, you know, at 16, it's that tenuous self-esteem. I would never say that to a 16 year old girl. I would never say, well, that was stupid. Why did you do that? Right. That would be the last thing that I would ever say. I would have patience with a 16 year old girl. And I would say, Hey, you know, we don't get it right every time, but be gentle with your yourself. You, you know, you're learning and growing and you're going to get it right eventually. I would love it if I talked to myself that way. Right. And I don't know what you guys do for self-talk, but how we talk to ourselves becomes how we perceive the world. Right. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's a big part of self-regulation that can be taught to anyone on the spectrum, not on the spectrum. Goal setting, the third part of it, and that self-reinforcement piece. Are we being nice? Are we rewarding ourselves when we do something hard, when we do something well? Are we making sure that there are enough things in life that make us want to get up in the morning? Because, you know, adulting is hard. Uh, going, Being a teenager is hard. Being a kid can be hard, right? So what are the things that are rewarding? Are there breaks? Are there meaningful rewards? So all of those become pieces of self-regulation. Why? Why do we need to get good at self-regulation? And why is it important to teach self-regulation to individuals who are on the spectrum? Well, it's important for everyone. It's not that it's just important for people that it's on the spectrum. It just means it's also important for them. Why? Because they're people. You know, sometimes they get so frustrated when people are like, well, you know, so-and-so is on the spectrum. And I'm like, are we saying that they're not a person? Are we saying that they don't have goals? Are we saying that they don't have things that they want to do and that they don't want to feel well? I mean, what do you mean by that? right? These are people. They have a right to feel what they're feeling and they have a right to want things. And they have a right to feel upset when they don't aren't able to do the things that they want to do. But if we don't teach people, all people, self-regulation, it's sort of like sticking them in a field and going, I hope you manage. You know, just, I hope you figure it out. I hope you can find food and shelter. And I just don't believe in that. I'm a big, I'm a big believer in teaching and teaching methods and helping people to be all that they want to be. This is not about teaching people to be who we want them to be. It's helping them to be who they want to be. Um, I see that somebody has written it about gas pain and scripting. Oh, I saw that you were up at, on the job at two o'clock in the morning. I saw that on Facebook this morning. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get a chance to get to that. But you got to get some rest at, because here's the other thing. If you don't get good rest and your kiddos don't get good rest, guess what goes out the window? Self-regulation. Because, you know, it's that they, they call it the halt thing. If you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, your ability to cope goes out the window. Your ability to self-regulate, you could know all of these things to the core of your being. You could have notebooks and signs everywhere telling you how to do them. But if you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, it's going to be very hard to self-regulate. So when your kiddo is up and won't sleep and you're up with them, guess what happens? Now you got two people who are going to be in dysregulation and meltdowns are more likely to happen for either of you. So I'm going to encourage you, if there's somebody that you can have come in or a place that you can take your son so that, you know, whether it's school or someplace else, um, but you got to prioritize rest for you because 
it's not going to go well if you don't. Uh, okay, so that's self-regulation, super important. It'll be part of what we're talking about all this week. Let's move on to our question of the day. We encourage you guys to be writing in on Facebook, on YouTube, and Twitter, because we can see those quickest right now on the chat. But our question for you today is, what is the hardest part of dating for you? And, and I want to open this up to everyone because I used to think, well, this is just for single people. And the truth is, is that I've just uh, celebrated my 20th wedding anniversary and I'm realizing that I'm still not good at this with my husband. And that in order to stay married for a long period of time, and it's funny, you know, who told me this, the person who gave me this advice t- like 11 years ago was Temple Grandin. Dr. Temple Grandin said to me, what are you doing to stay connected to your husband outside of autism? And I went, huh, what? Hmm? (laughs) What you talking about, Willis? I don't know what you mean. I literally was gobsmacked. And she was like, oh no, we see this, that if parents can stay together, it's better for the kids. It's not always possible. Don't blame yourself if that wasn't your story, right? But if, you know, if there's love and they're good people, Uh, and you want to stay together, part of what you have to do is find time to be, this is Temple telling me this, you have to find time to be together and not have it be about the kids or about autism, which suspiciously sounds like dating to me. Uh, And I don't know that we know how to do that. So uh, what is the hardest part of dating for me? I'll write in and then you guys can write in what's hard for you. It's, It's hard for me to prioritize it because everything else takes priority over it. And I see that that is a super bad plan. It's just not not a good plan. Uh, so that's what's hard for me is having the willingness to go, oh, wait a second, because you know what? If something isn't on fire, I don't always give it my attention. Uh, but the truth is, is that we should not be letting our dating life, whether we're single or married, be something that we have to wait till it's on fire. That's my two cents on that. But you guys, please write in and say, what's the hardest part of dating for you? You could be someone who loves people on the spectrum and answer that question. Or if you're someone who's on the spectrum, please write in and maybe we'll have an opportunity for Tom and Krissa to uh, talk a little bit about what you guys write in. Uh, Let's move on to our topic of the week. Do we have a topic of the week, Trayvon? I don't even know because we've been doing shows different. I guess we do because he's playing the graphics. So this is what I know. Uh, I probably at the production meeting knew this and then forgot. Ah, well, it's dating on the spectrum. Now, I I want to make sure that we separate the topic from the program. Um, because we're going to be talking about a program that's called the dating spectrum. But we ourselves are talking about the whole gamut about what it's like dating on the spectrum. But there's a very specific program that we're going to be talking about today that's just getting ready to start a new session. And it's remarkable. It's uh, from the Ed Asner Center. And uh, I think we were going to pause and and play a, uh, do we have the commercial up ready to go, Traven? Or we were doing that later. I'm so discombobulated. I'm dysregulated today. Can I tell you why? Two nights ago, I stayed up uh, the uh, the Tylenol commercial. Are we are we doing that today? Uh, we didn't talk about this before. 
but I am dysregulated because two nights ago I stayed up and watched Pinocchio, the new Disney Pinocchio. Oh, I'm going to be talking about this a lot, you guys. I know that there are many people who said that they didn't love it. I loved it on steroids, on absolute steroids. I am still crying over it. I couldn't sleep. I just... I feel that it was about autism. I feel that it was about autism and disability and how uh, how we relate to it as parents. I it was personal to me, y'all. Uh, Tom Hanks as Geppetto. It became very personal for me about being an autism parent and it destroyed me, destroyed me in the best possible way. In any case, we're going to talk more about that, uh, especially next week on Let's Talk Movies. But I have, so I'm sleep deprived from two nights ago. But anyway, let's take a second. We're going to pause for just a second to hear this message from the friends of ours at Shapiro Law Firm. And uh, then we'll be back with Tom Island and Chris Assad. So stick, watch this. It's important. A recent study funded by the National Institute of Health suggests that there may be a higher risk of autism in children whose mother took the pain reliever acetaminophen during pregnancy. Acetaminophen is the active ingredient in scores of over-the-counter products, including Tylenol, Excedrin, and Robitussin. So if your child was diagnosed with autism and you took any acetaminophen product while pregnant, this commonly recommended over-the-counter medication may be responsible, though additional research is ongoing. If you or a loved one used Tylenol or other medications containing acetaminophen while pregnant and later gave birth to a child diagnosed with autism, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Shapiro Legal Group is now evaluating potential legal claims by parents of autistic children. Call right now to see if you may be entitled to financial compensation. There are time deadlines to file a claim, so don't wait. You can reach Shapiro Legal Group at 888-657-0455. Again, that number is 888-657-0455. You can also contact Shapiro Legal Group by going to shapirolegalgroup.com forward slash autism. Shapiro Legal Group PLLC associates with attorneys throughout the country to help people nationwide and is licensed in New York and Washington, D.C. and has its principal office at 60 East 42nd Street, New York, New York. This ad was read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back. Uh, I I hope that you guys are able to hear me. Um, I'm, I really want to encourage you. I know we had people writing in yesterday saying, oh my gosh, I took Tylenol um, and products that contained Tylenol when I was pregnant. And so really want to encourage you, please call that phone number. We're going to be talking about this a lot. It's important that you register, see if you qualify um, because research is ongoing and there may be financial compensation. So please take a second to do that. All right. Uh, Our guests are here because they've got an amazing program that they've been doing this for quite a while at the Ed Asner Family Center. And um, it's remarkable. I've, I haven't 
you know, I don't get to go to the class, but I hear about it from a lot of different people. And it's absolutely one of the greatest things going. The program is called The Dating Spectrum. So we're welcoming to the show. We've had them both on before, both. I don't know if we've had them on together, but we definitely have had them on separately. Tom Island, who is one of my favorite people on the planet. He is an amazing uh, person in amazing speaker, an amazing coach. Uh, you can see on his uh, name tag there, it says, Come to Life Coaching. He and his mom wrote an amazing book and workbook that if you have teens and preteens or adults, I really want to encourage you to check it out, uh, Come to Life. And of course, Chris Assad. Chris, you're going to have to forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong, because I, I said, how often do I say your last name? But uh, I know. Chris is <laughs> is it right? Am I just say my first name and that's it. I'm good. Um, How do you say your last name? Sod. So so I'm 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 getting close. Anyway, you are an amazing LMFT. You are the person who is making all those wonderful counseling things happen at the Ed Asner Family Center. We just are amazed with all the inroads that you have made in this area over the last few years. It's really super important. Um, are you at the center right now? Is that what I hear in the background? No, I believe that's Tom. It's me. Oh, t- where are you, Tom? You're coming to us from the road. I am. In fact, let me move over here. Okay. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, we can hear me. You're on the move. He's he's going places. To a, uh, to a better spot. How's this? There, there we go. So, All where right. are you in the world right now, Carmen Miranda? I am I'm at uh, Arterial Coffee in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I'm on my way to run in an Ironman triathlon about two hours south of here in Cambridge, Maryland. So, I am living the good life and coming to life yeah. and look, looking to really make a difference by actually living, living the dream. in it. Did you say triathlon? Is that what you're doing? An Ironman triathlon. That's why I'm yeah. shooting for on Saturday. That's craziness, Tom. Congratulations. <laughs> I know you're going to be able to do it. If not this time, another time. It's amazing. Like that's yeah. crazy. They call you it Ironman for a reason. <laughs> I have to say, I'm just so impressed with Tom because he not only talks about what people, you know, gives advice, coaching, and sort of helps people find their goals. But he also talks about his own life. He's actually living it and doing it. He's not just talking about it. Yeah. This, this man has so much energy. He just, he's like the Energizer Bunny. Yeah. He's young. You know, <laughs> he can do that. He's I'm, young. I'm older, but I am getting older. Yeah. Well, we all are, Tom. Time, that's but, not me. but you are still, you are still very young. Okay. So let's break this down for people. First of all, uh, Chris, I want you to talk just a little bit about the amazing Ed Asner Family Center in case we have viewers that are new to the program. And because a big part of the dream was to have the counseling component. So talk a little bit yes. about that. Yes, absolutely. We, um, we started our Matt and Nava, uh, the co-founders of the center, um, just started talking about things that they really wanted to um, achieve and goals and things they wanted to provide for the community. And it became after so much plotting and planning, it became realized around 2017. So we've been around for a while. It's just that we had a little bit of a pause during COVID but we um, had some ups and downs just like everybody else, but we are full strength and moving forward 100%. And um, we, one of the biggest goals was for Nava's dream was to start um, mental health support and wellness 
for um, the special needs families, community uh, people, individuals, grandparents, siblings. You know, we really wanted to support everybody uh, through our work at the Ed Asner Family Center. So not only do we have mental health and wellness, we have really fun programs for the whole community, um, uh, mixers for uh, like dance nights. I mean, pre-COVID, we really had so many things going on. I mean, our last huge event was uh, like a Valentine's Day prom uh, that was in February before the shutdown. We had like almost 200 people at a sensory friendly event. And um, it was really a wonderful experience. But we have so many wonderful programs at the center. And uh, a couple of those is why we're here today for me and Tom to talk about and, and really promote. Um, but, uh, you know, at at the center, we have five uh, clinicians that have been really um, uh, trained and uh experienced in working with individuals on the spectrum or their families. So we really have um, a lot of knowledge and, uh, you know, experience in in working with uh, people and families affected by autism. So. Absolutely. But I also want to say, and part of the reason why we want to be very particular about saying that the name of the program is the Dating Spectrum. Yes. Um, is because the Ed Asner Center, as you, Family Center, as you just said, it isn't just about autism. It, you know, you're, you're very welcoming of anyone with special needs in the family. So, and, and you welcome the entire family and we want to make sure, cause I know that that's something really important to Nava's mission. And so I want to make sure that I say that because we're autism live, we're going to be talking about it specifically for individuals on the spectrum. But the truth of the matter is, is that you are very inclusive of anyone who has special needs for this program and all the things that you do at the center. And I want to make sure that we, we talk about that. So you've been doing the dating spectrum for a while and Tom came and joined what, like a year ago, Tom? I think he joined in our third semester. We're getting ready to actually start our fourth semester. Very cool. And so, Tom, you you bring something really wonderful and unique um, to this. Tell people a little bit about you and and how you came to be the amazing person that you are. Well, from a romance and relationship perspective, basically I was diagnosed with autism when I was 13 years old. And from the time I got diagnosed, I knew I wanted a girlfriend. That was just something that I felt would make me feel whole or that would, it was missing in my life. And I had difficulties interacting with girls, with women. Like I would call them when I was really interested, leave lots of voicemails and almost get myself thrown in jail for that, like calling, calling too much. And also having difficulty socializing. So with the help of my sister, my mother, and several therapists and support team members, I was able to get a little bit of an idea as to what the social game is, so to speak, and what kind of social skills need to be had in order to have and keep a girlfriend. And I have had several relationships with women on and off the autism spectrum, older and younger than me. And I share some of my stories with the participants in the day spectrum and it's really beneficial to them because i've been in their shoes and they need to see and hear it from one of their peers and many of them tend to be men so to hear it from a man as to what they're struggling with what they're going through and i can give them some hope or some suggestions as to how they can 
be successful on the dating scene. Absolutely. So let's let's talk specifics about because when is this new term? You do you call it a semester? What are you calling it? Yeah. So um, we have been so excited about uh, this the creation of this program that uh, we started we started almost two years ago, and um, Nava and I created this program together. And uh, I started writing the curriculum based on my own experience, I'm single, um, and also listening to people within the community. All, I, I really did my research and, I, and Chelsea Darnell um, helped me to really uh, write the curriculum. And after the first semester when we started, uh, I pretty much sort of took everyone's suggestions and thoughts and curiosities and incorporated it into the dating spectrum. So each semester I'm fine tuning the curriculum. I'm fine tuning media that we show during the classes. We're um, really taking all of those uh, questions and experiences into account and then, you know, putting it back out there into the community. Like Tom said, everyone has a personalized experience and it's really important for others to hear about that. So I really call the dating spectrum a conversation about dating and relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, one of the things that I love about it, what I hear, cause again, I don't ever get to come to one of these, but I've heard a lot from lots of people is that um, the way you go about it is very fun and that, you know, we talked about self-regulation before um, that was our jargon of the day. And, and I love the things that I've heard back are about self-love about, you know, knowing who you are and what you want and what your boundaries are and, and, and then how to be a good friend. So I love that it's not just, um, a, a, you know, a textbook manual for, okay, so here's how you ask somebody out, right? That there's, it's about starting with self, which I think is super duper important. So when does this new term start? What day, how, where are oh. people signing up? Let's talk about those things. So while we were, um, we're working on, uh, the start date, but we, we recently pushed it back because of some, uh, because of Rosh Hashanah, um, we heard from the community and we wanted to accommodate people. So we pushed the start date back to October 4th, which I believe is October 4th, which I believe, or the third, which is the third is the Monday. Yeah. Third Monday, Monday, October 3rd. And we're located in Reseda. So we're doing in-person um, classes, which is really helpful because you can feel people's energy in the room. You can, um, it's really been tough and uh, there's been a lot of online burnout, you know, but um, we love having the the in-person class. We do mock dating as well. So we do examples um, where we put people together or Tom and I step in and help with different scenarios that really helps people get a vibe of what it's like. And, um, you know, so we're also talking about, like you talked about self-love, we're talking about too, that it's okay if you're not in a relationship, that that doesn't have to be a goal. It's to find a significant other, that it's all right, you know, for you just to, to, to understand yourself and what your needs are. And, um, you know, so that's been really, uh, uh, instrumental in, in discussing with the community. Yeah. And we're showing the flyer right now. Um, I, I love this because it's a social skills experience. It really and, is. 
And, you know, unfortunately, in you would think with everything that's been going on in this world in the last 20 years and all the strides that we've made in realizing, okay, people on the spectrum might need support with this and might need support with that. And we've, we've done, you know, so many shows on social skills. This still seems to be an area where everybody says we need it. Everybody says we want it, but very few people are offering this, this kind of class. I really can't think of anybody else who's offering this in this way. Now you mentioned that it's in Reseda. For those of you who don't know, Reseda is in California. It's just North of Los Angeles. And you might be like, oh, well, I don't live in Los Angeles, Shannon. Los Angeles is not the center of the world. I will tell you though, that um, I think that somewhere down the road that there, there needs to be at Asner centers and more more places and this program in more places. And it can, you know, it really can, it has the facility to be franchised. If somebody super wanted to have this in their town, I'm sure that they could reach out to you and that you guys could figure out a way. Am I completely in left field? No, I'm so happy you said that because Tom and I are willing to take our show on the road and um, we are prepared. Our, our materials are, um, we have wonderful examples, visual examples, we utilize multiple approaches to teaching so that we make it fun and not boring. And, you know, we get in there, we sit, we sit with the students. We, we just have these wonderful experiences. It's an eight week course and um, we're so willing to take our show on the road. Uh, So if there's uh, somebody that is open to having us in their city, we are open to that. Um, And we can even, you know, do a weekend, maybe a couple weekends where um, we do a Saturday and Sunday and we sort of condense the curriculum into shorter um, to longer timeframes. And then, uh, you know, maybe come back and do part two or part three of the dating spectrum. Um, I, I think it's important to say that because, you know, it's very easy to sit someplace and say, why isn't this here? And, and that's available and you can get down in the mouth about it. But if you really want it, there is a path. Yes, it'll take a little bit of time and energy. But the truth is that time and energy is just reaching out to them and calling them and maybe maybe finding a sponsor. Although, you know, you really, they probably could do it where each participant pays a small amount of money and that that adds up. So it's all doable, you guys. You just got to put yourself out there and say, I want to prioritize this and say, this is something that I need or that my kid needs. Now, what age range? do you allow in in the one that you're getting starting in October? Uh, Well, this one is 18 and older, um, which seems to really work well for us because we do have some 30-year-olds, 35-year-olds in the class as well. And so um, we really try to personalize, you know, the the information to each student's age range and kind of get a feel for it. And we we have a wonderful time. really sharing stories. Uh, Tom has been so great in sharing his own experiences and it really does resonate so much. And he, he kind of, um, he has a way of reaching the students um, that is just so lovely. Well, I mean, you know, Tom, you're a renowned speaker. You, what is your classification as a Toastmaster? It's something amazing. Tell us. Uh, the designation is a Toastmasters accredited speaker. These are people that have mastered the art of public speaking and apply it to a particular trade or line of work. And I earned the designation three years ago, and there are currently only 90 Toastmasters accredited speakers in the world. And I'm the only one on record with autism. So that's, there we go. 
it shows how I, I've really come out of my shell and I'm starting to tell my story and have an impact on people on a personal level. It's so wonderful after class, everyone sticks around and says, uh, you know, little um, things of gratitude or uh, that meant so much to me after class or to to hear Tom speak um, or to get a little experience. We had one student that uh, he was trying to apply for a job and we did mock dating, which is just really conversation. And he was able to take that experience into his in-person interview and it, he said it helped him out. He was able to like practice with us and then go to his interview and feel comfortable to be able to interview in person. Yeah. If you think about it, it's a very close skill. We're also, I see that Matt Asner is watching. We're welcoming him. One of the things that I particularly love about the way you guys do things when you have your classes, the caregivers are invited to stay, but go to another room to sit with other caregivers to have fun and refreshments and talk about different things. And that's, I've participated in that a few times and it's super duper fun. Uh, Matt is, Matt Asner is usually in there leading that group and he is more fun than you can know what to do with. Uh, And eventually we always get to talking about movies, which is my favorite thing to talk about with Matt Asner. So uh, thank you for being here, Matt. It's a great, great program. And you mentioned the mixers before. I mean, just stop with the, you guys are, you, nobody does it like you guys do it. And, and you mentioned that Valentine's day one, like that is so epic in everybody's memory. Can I tell you how much we all talked about that during COVID? I was there dancing at one point. I danced so much and so hard that I became afraid we were going to have to call an ambulance and I thought, oh no, I don't want to be the person that we have to call the ambulance for. But I, I, I had exerted myself. Shall we I, say. I think it was date night for you and your husband. So there you go. Temple was like giving you cues to like there keep the fire alive. And I, it was like a prom, and your husband and you were like, I think you we were dressed up. Yeah. We danced it out. But the other thing was that eventually my husband got hot and tired and he went and sat outside. And just like at a prom, it was me and a bunch of other women with our purses in the middle dancing around the purses. I'm not naming any names, but Jill Crater Hart, you were there with me. Um, There were several other moms uh, participating. And you know what? We needed that too. But it was so, it was, I always say it was like being at a really good wedding with your kids where everybody's accepted. And so mm-hmm. there were, you know, there were people dancing all over the place. There were people dancing with their kids of all ages. There were couples dancing together on the spectrum, not on the spectrum, caregivers, parents, teenagers, whatever. Everybody was having a really good time. You guys really know how to have a party. Well, I, I mean, will, I, I have will to say, say that comes from Nava. She is the mastermind behind so much of our stuff. She has really created uh, some really great programs. And out of the dating spectrum, just as a side note, um, she felt that there was a need for sex education because one of the topics in the dating, we, we have a different topic over the eight weeks. Um, each week is a different topic. And sex education ended up becoming its own class. And so um, she, she was like, let's get it. Let's make this a prerequisite sometimes to the dating spectrum And then she just decided that we had a need for 12 to 17 year olds for um, sex ed. And um, Megan and Michelle are co-teachers for this class and uh, they make it really fun and easy and they're very comfortable uh, teaching sex ed. And 
it, they bring this wonderful presence where it, everyone feels really um, comfortable and safe to be able to share. And we have these wonderful uh, classes. Tom, you've been there in, in some of the sex ed classes. I have. I think it's very necessary for our young people to have access to uh, resources and, and that particular conversation, because I think there seems to be a little bit of like a stigma or stereotype in the autism community that some people on the autism spectrum, their, their parents or their caregivers might think their child will never have sex. Yeah. And so the, so the talk is never had, but the curiosity yeah. and the, the urges are still there and they need to be discussed. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, everyone. It's like, you d- don't be in denial. Like what a wonderful thing to, you know, dream about that, you know, someday your child could have a very healthy relationship with a very healthy sexual life. Isn't, isn't that what we would all hope for if we really could just be open and honest? Absolutely. I know I mean- it gives us the squeamies, but... <laughs> Because you know, we don't want to picture it. Nobody wants to picture it. But ultimately, it's what we want for our kids, right? Be right, happy but, and healthy. And even in in, in the discussion of, of sex, uh, you know, there are some people that have voiced that that isn't interesting to them, but at least they're expressing that and they're making a decision and they're making a choice based on knowledge. And so we're talking about that. And that's perfectly fine, too, if you want companionship but you don't want to have a, an intimate relationship or you don't feel ready to have sex, that's great too. Cause everybody's relationship and dating is individualized. It's whatever you feel comfortable with. There's no peer pressure. A relationship doesn't always include sex and, and that that's fine too. Absolutely. Um, and again, with these other things like the sex ed classes, I would imagine that if somebody wanted one of those in their neck of the woods, that that's also something that could be talked about. So who would people call if they said, okay, I'm not in Los Angeles, I'm not able to get to Reseda, but this is all exactly what I need. Who would they reach out to, Krista? So uh, basically, they, they, for, mental, for uh, the dating spectrum, it'd be great if they wanted to call me, which my number is uh, 855, sorry, 818-855-2199. And then also we have the main number at the Ed Asner Family Center, which I am drawing a blank on, but I think it's on the flyer. Okay. And, and then there's our website, which is teafc.org. Wonderful. You guys can reach out um, to do that. Um, And thank you, Tom, for putting that number in there again. uh, 818-855-2199. 818-855-2199 to get a hold of Krissa. Now, we've been talking about dating and relationships and self-love. And I I think it would be remiss of us if we didn't also mention that there... uh, studies are showing that there is a higher level of LGBTQ um, members um, percentage-wise on the spectrum than there is in the population that is not on the spectrum. So it would be remiss of us not to talk about that that area. Those individuals also need uh, information about sex ed and about, uh, you know, what it's like to be dating in their community. And I know that you guys have, uh, are very inclusive and you also have, don't, do you still have a group that is just for LGBTQ? We, we did in the past during COVID, we ran an online LGBTQIA plus group 
And it ran for a good while, but then students went back to school and then it sort of disbanded. And we have opportunity to do that again, but our dating spectrum class and the sex ed is totally inclusive. It's not yeah. separated out. It's for everybody. And we, we talk about all of the, all, all of the things that surround it. So again, our, our each um, semester is sort of like each student is taken in to consideration. What do they bring to the collective? What, you know, how can we tailor it to each student's needs? And so um, anybody that is from the LGBT community or I, uh, just whatever they, they need in that moment, we will adapt. Which is absolutely amazing. So uh, Tom, uh, what has this been like for you? I imagine when you were a teen, this would have been a lovely thing if you'd had opportunity, but now for you to co-lead it, what's that like for you? Well, I actually feel comfortable telling my stories and sharing examples of where I messed up or where I failed or where I got rejected or, or dumped because there's always something I could take away from each relationship with each woman that I've had over the years. Like for instance, how long before I have to say this isn't working, like we're growing apart and we're just wasting our time or also to get an idea if, if a woman might want to just use me for like my stuff or something that I have versus in loving me, me for me. Yes. And also, and, and also knowing when to say no, because I know people on the autism spectrum want to have friends, girlfriends. So they might say yes to be people pleasers or not rock the boat but that could be very detrimental yeah. to them. So for me to be able to lead that conversation or maybe have an aha moment within the audience, I think that makes it all worthwhile. And I, and we get a lot of laughs sometimes when I share my stories or where I messed up somewhere. And you ever heard that saying someday we'll look back on this and laugh. I've definitely felt that as I taught my dating life. But not yeah. only are you a good speaker, Tom, you're also somebody that is, deeply compassionate and empathetic and kind and that you ooze that you, it radiates out of you. So I think that it makes uh, everybody very comfortable around you to be open. So, and I mean that only as a compliment, I think, you know, how you operate is very open and compassionate and caring. And I, and I, and again, I think everybody senses it. Um, you just have, as Chris has said, you just have a way. Um, and that's unique he has to an you. Essence and he has the yeah. best vibes ever. Yeah. You're a good person, Tom. Um, yeah, and, we, and we all recognize it. So, you know, it's wonderful in that respect because you know that you're putting yourself in it and putting your, if, if it's your child doing it, or if it's you doing it, you're putting yourself in good hands or putting your child in good hands with a, a licensed marriage and family therapist and somebody who is walking the talk and is deeply compassionate and, and wonderful. So I, I absolutely love this. We want to, you're, you're taking people right now, but there is a class size limit. Is that correct? Yes. We, we want to, I mean, I'm open to having um, 15 to 20 students in the dating spectrum class. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have a lot of interest right now, but we do have spots open. We do, um, we have private pay. And then also uh, some of our students were able to get funding from self-determination money. Mm -hmm. And um, so in terms of the younger sex ed 101 class, uh, the 12 to 17 we have a few spots open. That's a much smaller class. We're only uh, open to having five to seven students in that class. 
because uh, we really want it to be personalized and very, um, very connected. And then we also have the 18 and older sex ed class. So we can increase class size a little bit with that one too. Okay. And this is the tough part of the conversation, but you know, people are going to ask this. Is there a, hi, Nicholas, we're saying hello to you. Is there a, a level of functioning that is more beneficial for someone to get the full benefit of the class? Uh, I would, I would say that it's on a per person basis because we certainly want people to be able to self-regulate, uh, and be able to participate, um, and not, uh, be disruptive for the other students. Um, but then, uh, we had other students in the past who had used assistive technology devices, which were wonderful. And um, we were able to help provide them with curriculum in advance, as well as questions, perhaps. We were very mindful of that. And um, the student was able to formulate questions, type them in advance, and be able to fully participate in the the courses. Um, Tom, do you you feel the same way? I do. I do. It's very inclusive. And we even if someone can't speak or might use a device to speak, that's not a restriction or a limitation to be part of this class. And we will always make sure that that person and their input are included and fully heard. Yeah. But I think for a lot of things like this that you guys do and other things that we talk about on the show, one of the things that people say often is that, you know, if the person has expressed some interest in the subject, that it's it's a place that they want to be. I don't think that this is, a, if your child is not, um, you know, expressing a need to understand things um, from this point of view, you know, we're not going to force that. Am I correct? They should want to be there. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, sometimes parents are like, oh, I'm signing my kid up for this. I'm signing my kid up for that. And then you call the kid. They're like, what? You know, like, I don't know if yeah. I want to go to therapy or I don't know if I want to take this class. I'm, I'm not interested in dating, you know, so sometimes, yeah. I mean, yeah. that really needs to be heard. And, now, and Nicholas like, has. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead I was Brian. gonna say, that, like, like there is a saying: you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And yeah, and and I think, as if there are any parents or anyone listening to this who might be finding it difficult to get their kid into a class or to describe the benefits, make it about their goals. Make it about the life they want to live. You want to have a girlfriend? This class will help you get a girlfriend, and that might yes. motivate them or help them see. Okay, maybe this this will be all right. So. I would definitely make, make, make it about your kid and what they want for themselves. And then you'll have better luck of them participating under their own free will. We actually ask that in the class. What are your expectations and goals? Not your parents. There's a difference. What do you want for your life? You know, amen to that. That's important. Now, Nicholas, we are almost out of time, but Nicholas has written in and says, I have a question. He says, I want to worry about my college first, but I want to find someone. I want to have a child and, and look up to my father and, uh, and suggestions you have Shannon or your guests. So for, and so, uh, I don't know whether this is somebody about to go to college or just now in college, but amazing. How amazing that that is your goal for yourself right now, Nicholas. But of course you want to find someone. I think that that's, you know, the natural course of things, right? We all want that companionship. I I mentioned Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Um, So what suggestion, and I I don't know if this person, obviously, if this person lives in, in Southern California, Nicholas, 
go to this class, right? This would be a great class for you. Uh, he says he is in college. Wonderful. Congratulations. Uh, but Nicholas, are you in Southern California? Because my assumption is that you're not. Um, so if they're not able to get to your class, uh, cause the big duh is that if they can, this is the best thing, right? But if they can't, what kinds of suggestions would you guys give him? I'll, I'll start by saying, oh, sorry, Krista, you want to go first? No, you go ahead. No, go okay. ahead. Okay. Well, I would say uh, rather than wait, or I should say rather than impose or expect that it has to happen at a given time, sometimes it'll happen when you least expect it. Like I'm currently seeing a woman that I met three and a half years ago at a networking summit in Burbank. So we met in person that day and then we exchanged contact information, kept in touch over the course of three years during the pandemic. And about two and a half months ago, we decided to become a couple. So just, we didn't even know we would meet each other that day. We had no idea we'd be in a relationship now, but over the years, just keeping in touch, staying good friends and having increasingly intimate and meaningful conversations with one another, do we now have a successful relationship? And her name is Rosetta, and I'm going to be seeing her next week after the Ironman triathlon. She lives in Virginia, so this is a long-distance relationship. But she and I both go to this event not knowing we would be meeting each other and how this has blossomed into what it is today. So, Nicholas, it will come to you when you least expect it. And I want to, on that note, say while you're in college, while you're able to experiment or kind of see what life has to offer, offer you. I'll leave you with a quote that uh, a professional networker in my hometown of Santa Clarita told me. A gentleman named Ed Bernstein said, magic happens at the party you didn't want to go to. The Amen. Magic, magic, That's where I met my husband. Yeah. So, and, I, and, and Rosetta was like, she was not sure about going to that networking event. And I was a little antsy about it at first, but we both go, we meet and now we're dating. Yep. I was invited to a party and I was standing there and I said, I don't want to go. And I said, I feel fat. I don't want to go. And my friend said to me, no, get dressed. This is the kind of party that you go to where you meet your future husband. And I did. So nice. there we go. Krista, what nice. did you want to say? And by the way, he said that he's in college and he's in Midwest. Midwest. Yes. Yes. Uh, basically not to put pressure on yourself that, you know, college is an, a huge stressor and moving into a dorm if you're away from home it's a lot of pressure and, you know, your goals are to get your education. It's okay if you want to just pursue college first and then start to think about having a relationship. Uh, many students do talk about that. There's only so much they could juggle and college is huge to juggle and a relationship is huge because then you get into the, you're not spending enough time with me. Uh, when can I see you? Uh, you know, really juggling that in your schedule too is really tough. Like you were just talking about how you still need to make time as a couple for each other and as yes. well as career, family, and all those other things. So we yes. do talk about that in the, in the class as well, not making your partner a hundred percent your only thing in your life, but to have a balanced life. Yes. And they're asking um, for contact information and you can see right on the screen and you might be listening. I, I don't want to assume because we podcast also, mm -hmm. but Tom Island, um, you can find him at Tom at Tom Island and there's no S in Island. So it's uh, Thomas Island, excuse me, Tom at Thomas Island. So no S in the Island. Um, or you can go to come to life coaching.com and Krista, they can find you at teafc.org, correct? Yes. My, okay. all of our info is there. 
Okay. So now is the time if you or someone you know is interested in this, it is ideal to sign up right now to be in this upcoming, any of these upcoming classes. And there isn't just the the dating spectrum. There are more classes and you should go to teafc.org to find all of those classes. Are they still doing some classes virtually? Not these classes, but other classes, some of the art classes. I think they are. I think Aviva still does her drawing class online. Okay. I'm not sure exactly. Um, we I, I, we would really have to look at the website to see what's current. Um, I know. I'm expecting social... you to know everything and you can't possibly. We have You've a lot of your... social media as well, like our Instagram, yeah. our Facebook might be more informational in terms of the other classes, but I know we're gearing up for um, a musical, the Wizard of Oz musical in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Uh, and also we have so many other upcoming events. We're going to have a community mixer as well. So stay tuned and check out our social media and our website. I also want to say that this year, again, we are partnering with the Ed Asner Family Center for our Sensitive Santa event, which we are, fingers crossed, hoping will be more in person and not the drive up that we did last year. Um, so stay tuned for that as well. So um uh, I did, I did not catch the email. Can you send it to me on Facebook for Tom Island? We, uh, Traven, do we have the ability to put Tom's and Tom, are you okay if we put your email on Facebook? Is that all right for you? You may. All right. There it is. There we go. Traven just did it because he's that good. Uh, all right, you guys, we're way out of time now, even though we started late, we we've done our, uh, all that we can. Uh, but, um, just amazing work that you guys are both doing. Tom, I wish you big luck on this Ironman triathlon. We're going to be watching social media to see how it goes for you this time. Please take care of yourself though, right? Because I don't know what it's like where you are, but it's been so beastly hot here. I can't even imagine getting up off the couch is more than I can manage right now. Uh, So, and Krista, thank you for all the good work that you guys are doing. We're going to look forward to hearing more about it. Again, T-E-A-C com. Did I get it wrong? It's basically the Ed Asner Family Center.org. So T E A F C.org. But Shannon, I just wanted to say thank you so much. You are the heart and soul of this community uh, across the United States, internationally, whatever. You have such passion and you have such a beautiful soul. I, I just wanted to say thank you. I'm so happy to know you. And oh, to Tom, I'm excited for the future for what we're creating it's really lovely to be working with you well thank you i appreciate that let me just say as we leave that tomorrow for the first time we're starting a new show here on the autism network because you know we do let's talk we do let's talk autism with nancy uh allspot jackson we do let's talk movies with moira giamatteo and now starting tomorrow once a month, we're doing Let's Talk All the Things, and my co-host will be the amazing Rachel Bird, mom to Kobe Bird. She is a panic and a half. She makes me laugh so hard that I can't breathe. She is Martha Stewart in a different dress. She is a crafter and makes the most amazing gluten-free recipes, but she also is hilarious. So I uh, can't wait. It happens to be my 60th birthday tomorrow, so oh. make sure you tune in to watch me and Rachel 
laugh ourselves into outer oblivion. I, I guarantee she's got a quiche recipe, recipe that is gluten-free, casein-free, vegan. Uh, no, I'm sorry. You can't be vegan and have eggs. It's a vegetarian. Uh, so there we go. That And thus starts the hilarity. And I watched the video that she made. Wait till you see what she pulls out of her refrigerator. You're not going to believe it. I laughed so hard last night. I almost coughed up a lung. Um, so that's all tomorrow. Uh, you won't want to miss that. And don't forget on Friday, now it's stories from the spectrum. So if you haven't watched that, you really need to be watching that. But thank you, Tom and Krissa for being with us. And thank you for all the amazing work you do. We'll see you guys tomorrow when I'm in my 60s. Until then, give your kiddo a hug for me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.